Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hey everyone, welcome to Coming Attractions. I'm your host this month, Nathan Underwood, and I'm here with... Uh, the beloved Joe Zaragoza, and he's going to be watching a movie this month. Joe, um, how you doing? I can't complain. I'm uh, really, really excited about this uh, episode that uh, it's already been recorded, and I'm super proud of uh, the discussion I had with my guest. So I'll tell you about her after I tell you about the movie. Okay. Well, tell us what movie are we watching? Uh, this one is Crimes and Misdemeanors uh, from 1989, rated PG-13. It is written and directed by Woody Allen, and it's starring, starring Martin Landau, Angelica Houston, Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, and Alan Alda. And uh, according to IMDb, it's an ortho... An ophthalmologist's uh, mistress threatens to reveal their affair to his wife while a married documentary filmmaker is infatuated with another woman. So uh, this is a Woody Allen picture. It is one of the most critically acclaimed uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. It got 93% uh, critical rating and 90% audience rating. That's pretty good. If you can get both of those up there, you, you might have a film worth watching. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most popular, but uh, if you're a Woody Allen fan, if you're a film snob like uh, myself, uh, this is one of, I think, probably one of his best movies, if not the best one he's ever made. Um, yeah. Um, hmm, what should I say about this? So uh, this movie is about morality and where okay. it comes from because um, it's essentially... Martin Landau is having an affair, and uh, his mistress wants him to run away with her. And she mm -hmm. claims he, you know, he's he he claims he agreed to do it, but he says he never did. And he's a belo he's beloved. He's a you know he's a philanthropist. He's a he, everyone adores him. They think he's this great guy, but he had this fault in him, and she's threatening to reveal it if he doesn't you know run away with her. And so he has to decide what he's going to do. And so he has to fight with whether keeping the peace is more important than, you know, and doing something terrible to maintain his comfort in life or letting his whole life fall apart because of a mistake he made. Hmm. And yeah, that's, that's essentially the debate that's had in this movie. Well, that's always an interesting debate. I mean, because there's there is kind of uh, this idea of the greater good, and you know what people know about you, what they don't know about you, and how there's it's you know it's kind of always interesting. Uh, of course, my mind, of course, goes to um, I've got a large family, and it, it's kind of interesting to hear how people are talked about at their funerals. 
um, mm. because a lot of things come out. Um, you know, people are stressed, tensions are high. And so you hear about some stuff that you might not have heard about otherwise. And here you have this person that you thought was, you know, this, this hero, um, who you always kind of knew was a, a great person. You find out all the crazy stuff that they did, like in their, their younger days. And you're like, oh my goodness, uh, is this what the world really is like? And, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's an interesting concept. I, now I have not seen this movie. Um, so I don't have mm-hmm. a whole lot to say directly about the movie, which is of course why I went to, you know, funeral experiences, but, sure. um, but no, I, I, I will definitely, uh, try to look this up before the episode airs and check it out. Um, because that, it, that's definitely a question that, that we need to wrestle with. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, yeah, I, I want to really point out something about the discussion we had. So this, the debate that's being had is if there is no God, can there be moral, can there be a moral standard that we should follow if there is no God to set up one? And if not, then is there real justice in the world? Can there be justice if no God exists, can you essentially do whatever you want? And right. we point this out in the episode, but I wanted to make you like reiterate it because sometimes when you're talking about stuff like this, people think you're saying something that you're not. So I want to reiterate here. We're not saying that if you're not a believer that you can't be moral. That's not what we're saying. And we're not saying that if you're a believer that you're automatically a good person. Again, we, there's there's examples of both, you know, really sure. great non-believers and really terrible Christians and really great Christians and really terrible non-believers. That's not the debate we're having because we, again, we know people who do good, who are totally moral and great. What we're having is a philosophical d- discussion about whether there can be an actual set of moral standards that we can follow if there is no God, if yeah, you're, no you're, God exists, can you can you set up? This is absolutely right, and this is absolutely wrong, and we're philosophically debating whether that's that's possible. Well, and I kind of come down on, and this is you know I don't, I personally kind of believe that you know if if there is no objective standard, we can't have an ob- an objective standard if there's not something outside of us that drives it. Sure, um, but. We can have um, we can have opinions about it, mm-hmm. and we could even have a general consensus um, yeah. that that will govern us towards uh, being more productive and uh, contribute to the greater good of of society and the earth. Um, but I think if you and this is me just talking out of my guessing hole, um, mm-hmm. but you know I, I think we we can have opinions about it, but everything. Um, everything we have is just going to be a construct. It's just going to be right. something that, that we invent. Um, and, and we can invent that and we can be happy with it. We can live by it. We can have enjoyable lives, but, and this is, but you know, I'm hoping I'm not ruining your conversation. I'm, I'm no, looking forward to hearing, because I'm, I'm sure y'all exactly probably go a whole lot. About. Yeah. I'm sure you go a whole lot deeper than this, but I, I do think that me personally, I think that there's not one unless you want to introduce some kind of, um, shared uh, evolutionary imperative that we might adopt but that's right. getting into a whole whole nother layer of it um but yeah uh i i i look forward to it 
Yeah, it's going to be a great discussion. And uh, again, like because it's it's you know I, it reminded me, and I didn't bring it up on the podcast, but uh, I think Jordan Peterson does that uh, has this discussion, uh, you know, in his classroom lectures where he actually he I don't he doesn't seem to be a believer, but he says that at the very least, uh, you know, the fact that we invented a god. Uh, you know, if there is a God, then we have a moral standard. If we invented one, then we can create one. But without either of those, then it's all very malleable and changeable. And it's really up to the individual to have his own set of morals, sure. which will clash with everyone else's. And therefore, there can't be one, like you said, one direct standard that everyone can agree on because it's not possible. And... That that's essentially the discussion we're having on the episode, and I'm really really excited. We also uh, talk a little bit about Woody Allen's, uh, you know, as a person, because he's a really, uh, you know, he's uh, come under fire for some accusations and for past behaviors. Sure. And so we talk about whether we can separate the art from the artist, whether you know it's okay to like a person's art when the person is terrible and also whether when that changes because uh, it seems that a lot of artists from the past are you know their horrible behaviors forgiven or ignored because it's been too long and we don't really discuss those things anymore you right. know like uh, old painters were awful awful people and yet we just you know, we don't even question whether their art is good or not. And yeah, we kind of get into that discussion for a bit. And then we we have to change the subject to talk about something that comes up in the movie. And we don't come back to it. And so I'm disappointed in that. But we do touch on it for a bit. And I, you know, I think we do a pretty good job of at least uh, opening up the discussion about that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it sparked a good discussion. But tell me more, a little more about the movie. So uh, let me pull up some of uh, reviews here. I got one from Roger Ebert, who gave it four stars. Uh, that's the highest he gives a, a movie. And he says, Crimes and Misdemeanors is not properly speaking a thriller, and yet it plays like one. The movie generates the best kind of suspense because it's not about what will happen to people. It's about what discussions they will reach. Or, I'm sorry, what decisions they will reach. We have the same information they have. We would, what would we do? How far would we go to protect our happiness and reputation? How selfish would we be? Is our comfort worth more than another person's life? Alan does not uh, evade this question, and his answer seems to be yes for some people. It would be. Anyone who reads the crime reports on the daily uh, in the daily paper would be hard put to, dis to disagree with him. And then one from uh, hmm. ChristianAnswers.net, uh, the filmmaker there, uh, or the film reviewer there, gave it five stars, which is the highest they give. And they say, this movie reveals the daily thoughts and actions of those without Christ. This is one moment of violence in the movie when someone is murdered through strangulation. The movie leaves the viewer with the idea that people are not uh, always punished for their evil deeds. Since the movie seems to reject the Bible's teaching on judgment, which, and then he quotes Hebrews 9, 27. Mm. 
that's uh yeah that's kind of true it's a little bit too much on the you know uh, condemning of the movie or the characters but yeah i mean but that's yeah. basically it um i will say it, it mentions there there's a point of uh violence it's a really quick cut to a woman being strangled uh i don't think there's much language in this movie uh, there is one scene where a woman is describing a man doing something very gross to her. Uh, it's not, okay. um, you know, it's not talked about in uh, in specific detail, but they say what he did, and it's very, it's a very funny scene. But it, you know, just warning you out there that it's a little gross. And uh, okay. yeah, other than that, it's. It's yeah. Oh, and I should say there's two separate storylines in this. I completely forgot because we're so focused on this one thing. Is is it one for the crimes and the other for misdemeanors? No, uh, uh, no. The other storyline is Woody Allen's a documentary filmmaker, like they said in the very first description, and he's uh, hired to do a documentary on a comedic writer played by Alan Alda, and he's awful. He's a mm-hmm. horrible. He's not funny. He's terrible, and but you know Woody Allen has to make this uh, film about him for like a public television show, and the the producer of the public television show is played by Mia Farrow, so he falls in love with her and he tries to you know win her affection. So both of these storylines are happening at the same time. So I'll say that. Gotcha. So now I suppose okay. I should tell you about my guest. Yeah, who we got? We got uh, Mary McCampbell. Now, is she a first-timer on the show? Yeah, she's the first time on. I've been super. I've been trying to get her on for a while. Uh, she actually dropped out of a previous recording, I believe, but uh, thank God she was able to get back to do this movie because this is. I'm super excited that she was able to be on here. So she's a public speaker. She speaks on many different topics. I think she's helped to organize fest- like faith and music festivals. Nice. And uh, she's an activist in uh, a lot of different fields, and she's a uh, she's a, a humanities professor at Lee University. So, okay. so she, yeah, the, the amount. So she's going to have quite a bit to say about this. <laughs> yeah, actually, because she brings up so many. She quotes philosophers off the top of her head. Like I just bring up a subject at random, and she brings up a philosopher to quote about that topic, and. You know, it was really, really exciting to talk to her. She's super smart. She she's really funny. I and yeah, it was a really great episode. So, uh, if you want to check her out right now, she's writing a few uh, pieces on, on Relevant Magazine about um, uh, post post uh, apocalyptic films. Okay, I should check that out. Yeah. So the yeah, she I think she did one on children. Uh, the one that I read was on Children of Men, which was excellent. And she did another one on The Handmaid's Tale. So uh, both of them very good. So check her out, Mary McCampbell. Uh, I'm a big fan. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we'll be excited to have her on the show. And I'm just kind of disappointed I couldn't be part of the conversation now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, or, or you could do what I do, which is when, you put, uh, when you're actually listening to it, you, bring, you start arguing in your head. With the, with the stuff that you would say. Oh, I do that with every podcast I listen to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do that too, so. <laughs> so um, okay. Uh, 
Okay, and uh, I guess I should also mention uh, we also have uh, our monthly bonus episode. Uh, we're going to do another soundtrack episode where we discuss our favorite soundtracks from a particular type of movie or a particular genre. I think I'm going to be doing this one with Nathan uh, with Nathan this month, so that should be totally exciting. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, anything else? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I, you know, we got a, a great, it sounds like a great movie. I want to check it out. It's one of those that I probably missed because, what did you say, 1984? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was all of two years old, so that might be why I missed that one. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, I'll have to go check that out. And it sounds like your guest is well qualified to talk about philosophy. And so that just makes that much more exciting. Yeah. It's 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 a great discussion. I'm super proud of it. I'm so happy that she's uh, she was able to join us for this one. And she again, like most people, they weren't sure when we first invite them over. She wasn't sure if it would work, you know, if yeah. if if it would be entertaining enough. Then they hear some episodes, then they love it, then they do an episode, and they want to do and they want to come back. Well, so. well, very cool. Well, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. the The fifteenth. Anybody, you know, if you're listening now, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss it. And we, mm-hmm. and Joe will be there with, um, what's her name again? Mary McCampbell. With Mary McCampbell. And uh, we'll be glad and to And let it. me, yeah, let me just also mention you don't have to watch the movie. It's really, it's, it's on HBO Go right now, on HBO Now streaming. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere else. You can rent it on iTunes or Amazon. But uh, again, like most of these, we don't have to watch the movie to enjoy this the, the the podcast. It'll be it'll be a great added bonus if you do watch it. But if you're just like in your car or you're jogging or whatever you do while listening to the podcast, it will still make sense. You you don't have to have seen the movie for it to make sense. It's it's just great discussions in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Joe, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me tonight for a little bit, and uh, we'll be looking forward to the movie. Um, For everyone listening, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, facebook.com slash thecommentarians. Um, Twitter, where you can find us at the comments pod, Instagram, also at, uh, oh, no, that's commentarians pod, or ravencreeksc.com. You can reach us there. If you have any questions, comments, or if you want to be part of the show, let us know. Hit us up with a private message. We'll talk about it. Um, Until next time, I guess. uh, Have a great couple weeks. Yeah, see ya. Bye. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.